SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Two of our two-hour extravaganza. A lot to get to in this second hour, as there always are many, many things that we need to touch on, including our NBA, NHL, baseball trends, the picks. Uh, we're going to try and finish out our 16 parlay. We got one going from last night. We'll double-check on and see how they that did. We got our opposite picks at uh, 640 Eastern time, as we always do. We got some football notes to get to. So uh, busy, busy last hour. 844-843-689 is the toll-free telephone number. Maybe some phone calls. Uh, that last segment, uh, you want to email me, you can. Having a little issue with, uh, with YouTube today. Sorry about that, guys. So we're, we're still working on it, but uh, not our fault, but we're trying to get the YouTube full. Uh, picture up there, but so far uh, no luck. But in the meantime, plenty of radio here on uh, Sports Grid Radio all across the nation with your local radio affiliates. Again, 844-843-6879. Let's hop right to it. We'll start with baseball uh, as a uh, late game as the Dodgers lose again falling to a mere 15-8. and eight. No big deal, but they have lost 4 of 5 and 6 of 8. All the profits that you had after that, uh, what, 7-game, 8-game win streak, all basically gone. Gone. Uh, it doesn't take a whole heck of a lot. And then, you know, every team's going to go through this streak. Many people figure they wouldn't lose two in a row all year, and they've already done it two times this season. Uh, and we're still in the first month. So 2-6 and six, their last uh, eight, uh, eight games. Lose 5-3. Jesse Winkler with a two-run homer in the 10th uh, inning, extra innings, and they beat the Dodgers 5-3. Our boy Walker Bueller, though, was on the hill later on tonight, hopefully getting the Dodgers out of the funk. Yeah, I, I wait before I put uh, double digits down on the Dodgers as they are later on tonight. Giants whitewashed the Rockies 12-0. They are 0-7 on the road scoring. I think it's 11 runs in seven road games, Colorado. The, their GM abruptly resigns yesterday. Yesterday, boy, we knew they were going to be bad, but they're, they're challenging for the worst franchise. You know, forget about team, but they don't know if they're coming or going, right? I mean, they trade away all their best players. They get nothing for them. Uh, they, they trade away Arenado. They just basically gift them to the St. Louis Cardinals, paying $50 million of his salary, no less. What an idiotic trade that was. And uh, what do they have to show for it? Nothing. 8-14, and 14, which isn't horrible, horrible, but it's bad enough. 0-7 on the road. Last place, I mean, they are just in, in a division which they have no shot. Three hits yesterday by San Francisco. Uh, or they three hit the Rockies. So 12-0 Giants win. Uh, Astros beat the Mariners 5-2. Jose Altuve with three hits. Two RBIs in his return from uh, the COVID situation. Uh, Angels, as we heard for an hour, uh, did beat the uh, Rangers 9-4. Shohei Otani. All right, you know what? He pitched halfway decent. You know, it's it's amazing. Every every Tom, Dick, and Harry has an ERA under three. And we're getting excited about his ERA being under three and a half. Interesting. Uh, and he gave up four runs. Uh, so not exactly great. And isn't it amazing with Mike Trout? See, if Mike Trout put up numbers for his career like he's putting up now, then he would be worth all the hype. But he hasn't. 
So we've been having the hype of Mike Trout without the numbers, and now we're finally getting the numbers. It's taken him 10 years, but he's actually having like an MVP type of season, even though he's won an MVP 50 zillion times because they just kiss his ass. And I was fearful of this day, that one day Trout would actually be a superstar player, and then what are we going to do as far as heap and pray? Oh, I, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. We're going to have he's the greatest player in the history of mankind. And I, and I don't say that jokingly. We will read articles. We will hear stories about how Mike Trout is the greatest player in the history of baseball. If he continues to put up, you know, he's not getting 426. But if he actually has a monster year, you know, and hits 330 with 45, 50 home runs and 120 RBIs, you know, putting up numbers he's never done before, uh, but he's, you know, been promoted like he has. If he actually puts up those numbers, oh, it's got to be sick. Oh, it's I'd almost root for the Stankies to win before I root for Mike Trout to do that. Uh, I, I, I couldn't take that. These, these Mike Trout apologists are just, oh, I can't take it. Uh, Phillies beat the Cardinals 2-1. to one. Well, the Cardinals can't hit their way out of a paper bag. Well, boy, you know, for a lineup that's actually pretty darn good, um, they have scored two runs or less this year. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, eight, nine, uh, nine times. That's a lot. Out of 20 games. Basically, half the games they have scored two runs or less, which is why they're eleven and eleven. Wow! Uh, and then they uh, lose two one uh, at home to Philadelphia yesterday. Good win on the road for the Phillies. Uh, the Fish uh, blanked the Brewers eight um, nothing as uh, Burns you know wins the battle but loses the war. The battle is he did not walk a batter. So he is now with nine strikeouts. So Corbin Burns has now struck out 49 guys. He's pitched, uh, what, five games, four games without walking a batter yet as he continues his uh, Major League record for most strikeouts games uh, without issuing a walk to start the season. Well, you know, some caveats in there, but still. Um, but he did give up four runs on five hits, but don't let facts get in the way of a good little rant. and did lose the game. But at least he didn't walk anybody, which is our concern, I suppose. Orioles double up the Yanks 4-2. A's beat the uh, Rays 2-1. They got screwed on an umpire call, but it is what it is. They won the game anyway. And the Yankees, which we'll get into here in a sec, uh, they waited too long for an instant replay. They would have lost anyway, but Aaron Boone is just clueless in the dugout. Managers are clueless in the dugout. Speaking of clueless, 49er talk coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday, so I can't guarantee who will be on our roster on Sunday. Um, so that goes for all of us. Um, second of all... Now I've already forgot your second one. What was it? <laughs> yeah. Why is it 50 50? Yeah. Cause this is a very hard position to play. Um, why are pass rushers 50 50? Um, why are a lot of people in the top 10? Um, man, almost everybody 50 50. Um, cause the NFL is a very tough league. Um, and then you add in a quarterback that has so much more to do with being, um, you gotta be in such so elite in so many different areas to make it at this level. 
And I promise you there aren't 32 that come out every year. Um, if you look back in drafts, there's any, anywhere from one to five and sometimes zero. Um, it's not easy to come into this league. Look at it the same with pass rushers. Look at it at every position. Um, so it's all like this. That's why the draft is tough. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hey, listen, you know what? <clears throat> you're, you're preaching to the choir here. If you don't know how to draft a player, then you shouldn't be in the NFL. It shouldn't be that difficult. I'm sorry. You have game films galore. You have interviews. You have discussions. You have pro days. If you can't pick a first-round pick, you know, again, fifth, sixth, seventh round, I get it. But if you can't pick a first-rounder, then you're an idiot, huh? I'm sorry. You shouldn't be head coach. You shouldn't be GM. But that's uh, Kyle Shanahan yesterday. What a mope. You know, he was asked a pretty obvious question. We all know Sam Fred uh, is going to be drafting a quarterback. They, they said so uh, the, with the third overall pick, with the idea of obviously that quarterback taking over. So Jimmy G is sitting on the hot uh, seat for sure. And he was asked, you know, what are the chances of Jimmy G still being on this team come Sunday after the draft is over, right? Meaning there's a possibility that he'll be traded, which I think he will. I think he's going to New England, depending on what the Patriots can do in the draft. Uh, but that said, so instead of just answering it, uh, you know, listen, the whole world knows you've said it, that, that you're drafting a, a quarterback at number three. So, you know, you're telling the world that you don't believe in Jimmy G anymore. So wh- why not just say that? Just say, listen, um, we're looking to move him. We are. If we can't get a good deal for him, we're not going to trade him because we don't know if the quarterback we take is going to be able to step right in. So, um, you know, but if we get a first rounder for him, then would we trade him? Yeah, probably. You know, tell the world what, what you want. And again, we hold all the cards. So if we don't get a first rounder, I've already told you we're drafting a quarterback and Jimmy G will be our guy next year. And uh, if we get a first round pick for Jimmy G, then, you know, see you later. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. You know, they, they've been blowing off these reports over the last year about Jimmy G saying all the time, well, he's our guy, he's our guy, he's our guy. And clearly, you know, where there was smoke, there was fire. So I wouldn't be putting much money on San Francisco to tie it back into gambling on the futures play, which is weird because that is a win-now team, despite what happened last year. They had a ton of injuries, but the guys are back. You know, Two years ago, they go to a Super Bowl, and for them to throw the veteran quarterback out the door to bring in a rookie where, you know, no matter how good he is, even even Pat Mahomes sat a year, uh, very strange. Very, very strange in San Francisco. And, what I, you know, more than anything else, I mean, it's a stupid, you know, it's, it's a good question. Don't be wrong. It's a stupid answer, right? It, it, I don't know what he was asked after that. But when he tells the world, you know, is Jimmy G going to be on your roster on Sunday? And he's like, well, we don't even know if we're going to be alive Sunday. You know, all right, coach, assuming we're all alive on Sunday, right? That that should have been the next question. Assuming, you know, can we assume that we're going to be alive on Sunday, that Jimmy G's going to be alive on Sunday since you're putting his, uh, you know, time on earth here at, at that peril? Uh, assuming he's alive, is he going to be on the roster on Sunday? What an idiot. How, how did What am I missing here about Kyle Shanahan? What has this guy done Aside from blowing not one but two Super Bowls, you know, the only offensive coordinator in the history of the NFL that has blown two double-digit fourth-quarter leads in Super Bowls, what has this guy done to elevate himself to be the boss of San Francisco knowing that he hasn't won squat, he blows two Super Bowls, 
and yet he has the call over GM John Lynch. You know, if Shanahan or his father had been with Sam Fran for a decade, okay, I get it. But his father was only an assistant coach with Sam Fran for three years. So what is this so great? What am I missing about Kyle Shanahan that as the head coach, he does have the, you know, everyone's been saying it, so I don't doubt it's wrong. He has the final say over who the Niners are taking with the third overall pick, not the GM, not John Lynch. I, I I don't get it. I Again, he blows two Super Bowls, one with Atlanta and one with Sam Fran with a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, and for that he gets to be elevated to the greatest thing since sliced bread? Wow. Um, I, I don't get that at all. That, that is very, And if I'm, uh, you know, e- even George Kittle, their great tight end, called him out on Twitter saying, I'll call you Sunday to let you know if I'm alive or not. <laughs> I mean, what a dopey comment. It's just, just stupid. If I'm John Lynch, listen, we all need a job. We all need to feel our self-worth. But, but, you know, I'm guessing he's got enough money to last him for his lifetime. You know, he didn't play in today's day. It's been a few years. But I'm guessing he made, you know, he made millions of dollars. I, I, I tell you, I would never take a backseat to a to a, a Kashanian. It's one of the rare occurrences in the NFL where the – not only is the head coach boss, you, you have that, you know, uh, right away Bill Belichick and, and uh, a couple of others, but not many. You know, when you really start to think about it, there aren't very many anymore. You know, Tomlin's not the boss. Kevin Colbert's clearly the boss in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pete Carroll, you know, may be the boss in, in Seattle, but, eh, you know, I, I don't know about that. Maybe, but, you know, at least with the others – you know, Belichick is the prominent figure. Could you even name the, the 49 or the uh, the New England Patriot GM, right? No. Could you even name, you know, the uh, Seattle Seahawks GM? Eh, no. But you can name John Lynch. Every every 49er game, they, they show John Lynch 20 zillion times. So he's like the most prominent GM that has actually taken a backseat to the head coach. Very bizarre. Uh, it really, it's a weird situation in, in San Francisco. But, you know, here we are literally two days before the draft, and and I don't think they know. I mean, you listen, there wouldn't be any reason for them to keep a secret, right? Um, unless, and he did say that they like a couple of quarterbacks, so they'd be willing to move down to four or five because they think they could still get the quarterback, one of the quarterbacks that they like. So for that reason, they wouldn't tell the world we're going with this guy versus that guy. But the story is is that uh, Shanahan likes Mac Jones, the quarterback out of Alabama, and the front office likes Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. And there they sit in a, in a uh, you know, a stare down, if you will. So I don't like Mac Jones at all. I'm sorry, I, I just don't. Um, to me, you know, he, he's not athletic. He's the antithesis of what an NFL quarterback is right now. He is slow-footed, non-athletic. Uh, you know what? If I was a defensive coordinator, I'd be blitzing him. He's played with NFL talent the two years at Alabama, year and a half he really has only played. He hasn't played that much when you really start thinking about it. Uh, and he's playing with NFL players against, you know, albeit SEC competition. But I, I, I don't see it. I really don't. I think the kid from uh, North Dakota State, from the highlights, haven't seen a full game, not going to lie to you, but from the highlights I've seen, the guy can throw it 100 yards. And uh, I think when everything is said and done, he's going to be the best one out of all these guys. Um, not not the Ohio State kid, not not Trevor Lawrence even. Um, I don't see it with Trevor Lawrence. I, I really don't. I, I think he's underachieved. You know, he got outplayed in two of his three national championship games. Um, 
He, he may be. Uh, he may turn out to be the greatest thing in the world, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't see the gaga ness uh, over uh, over Trevor Lawrence. I, I really don't. You know, playing with the guys that he's played with, I, I just don't get it. All right, uh, NBA yesterday as we went. Oh, the baseball, real quickly here. I, I just want to say with the, the Yankees, you know, they're threatening, right? You know, that they have Aaron Judge thrown out at third base, pretty much same time a run is being scored. They rule the runner out at third before the guy crossed home plate, so the run doesn't count, so it's 4-2, not 4-3, which is big, right? And Aaron Boone, stanky manager, waits too long to challenge. He gets himself thrown out of the game because of it. But, you know, I'm thinking to myself as I'm watching it, it it's the eighth inning. It's a challenge. Who cares? You know, it's not like the NFL where you're even losing the timeout. It's, it's the eighth inning and the inning is over. What are you saving a challenge for? Challenge the stupid play, Aaron. God, these managers are clueless. Just clueless. More coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Solak is caught looking. That was a great slider from Shohei. Jared Walsh, well hit to center the field. Garcia back, and he'll play it off a hop. Otani comes in to score. Eight to four, Angels. Jose Iglesias leads things off in the seventh inning for the Angels. Next delivery, this is hit well and lifted deep out into left center field, and it is out of here. Right into the Angels' bullpen in left center field. Third homer of the night for the Angels. The Angels add on. It's now 9-4. Angels Radio Network there with the call. They do beat the Rangers 9-4, to as you heard, to improve to 11-10. and Not exactly, uh, you know, world beaters. But I tell you what, if they ever, if they ever were good, and if Mike Trout ever really was a good, great player, and if Otani actually really was able to hit and pitch effectively... Boy, what a story. They would be maybe as big as the Dodgers. I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever get that big nationally. But, they, you know, I wouldn't go so far as to, you know, be afraid to say they might eclipse the Dodgers. You know, I think we're already sick and tired of the Dodgers. They've been challenging so many years. Obviously, they finally won last year. We, we, we kind of, like, moved on from them. Um, you know, we like the fresh face, and the fresh face would be the Angels, a face we've been waiting for. You know, you got the old man Pujols, you got the overrated Trout, you got Otani, you know, you, you got John Madden there. So, I mean, you got some figures and stuff. I, I don't think they're really any good uh, with their pitching staff that they have. But if they ever were to emerge from the lousy AL West, uh, they would be a national, like the, the four-letter network would jump all over them. Ju- just absolutely jump all over them. Uh, NBA yesterday, uh, Joe Madden. What did I say? John Madden. Yeah, Joe Madden. Yeah, John Madden. Whatever happened to John Madden? You talk about a guy that just fell off the face of the earth, right? Uh, you know, when he stopped broadcasting, boy, you you don't, you know, outside of his, uh, you know, video games, you don't see Madden anywhere. I mean, none of these uh, football celebrations, not at the Super Bowl, not at the Hall of Fame ceremonies, 
Um, you know, the one time I did see him, he, he looked like he was fine. You know, he's getting older, obviously, but it didn't look like he was, you know, wheelchair bound or anything crazy where he would be just falling out of the limelight. Maybe, maybe just, you know, he had his time in the sun and that was it. And he was moving on. He's tired of the game. I suppose. I don't know. But you, you don't. And we bring that up on a podcast all the time. Whatever happened to John Madden? You know, guys that retire, they're, they're still, you know, seen generally speaking, but. You know, it's guys that, you know, get kicked out. I don't think he got kicked out of CBS. He could have been there forever, I would have thought. But, you know, maybe, maybe there was something behind the scenes that led to his, like, you know what, I'm done with this game and done with TV and done with broadcasting and everything else. Uh, but otherwise, you know, you'd think you would see him every once in a while, but uh, you don't. So, yeah, Joe Madden, Joe Madden, manager of the uh, Angels. Uh, NBA last night, real quickly, before we get to tonight's stuff, Lakers beat the Magic 114-103. Nice backdoor cover there as, uh, you know, the Magic were in that game the whole way. Uh, top game heading or down one anyway, heading into the fourth quarter, and the Lakers outscore the Magic. Magic, uh, actually up one, uh, 35-23. to 23, So they pull away late and they get the cover if you lead the 10 or 10.5. Push if you got the 11, 114-103. 76ers, as we spoke about, blew out the Thunder, 121-90. That Thunder team was a joke. They play the Celtics later on tonight. Spurs snapped the Wiz, eight-game win streak. You know, that line shifted. That was basically pick them, and then it went up to San Antonio, minus two, and I thought for sure Bradley Beal wasn't going to play because he had left the game before. And lo and behold, Beal does play. And he actually plays very well, 45 points. But they still lose at home. Very weird, you know. Teams won eight in a row, playing great basketball. It's San Antonio. One of those teams that plays better on the road for some reason than they do at home. Six games over, uh, eight games rather, over 500 uh, on the road. 18 and 10. And they're well under 500 at home, San Antonio. Very bizarre. So Westbrook gets a triple double. FanDuel had him. They didn't post a line yesterday morning when we were on the air, but later on I checked. He was minus 120. That's basically pick him for Westbrook to get a triple double. Now, the game went to overtime. So the score is a little misleading, but it, it was over, way over before the overtime. You know, they only scored 23 points in overtime. So that would put it at uh, 120. It was uh, tied at 133, uh, heading to overtime. So it, it was a high-scoring game. It was supposed to be a high-scoring game. Pick them. Here's a guy that had a triple-double 10 out of his last 12 games, and you're giving me at pick them? Triple doubles are not that difficult. I don't know if FanDuel realizes this is 2021, but guys get triple doubles all of the time. It's just a great example of, I, I tell you this all the time, they don't do this stuff by hand. They, they don't have a guy breaking this stuff down. They just don't. There's way, 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 way too many props. I mean, there's literally 100 props, 150 props every game. If you think there's a guy sitting behind the scenes breaking down, you know, how many assists Joe Blow is going to have, it's it, they just put the averages up there. And on average, Russell Westbrook has about a triple-double every other game if you go back to the regular season. But that's not been the case the last month and a half of basketball. It's now 18, I think, out of 24 times. I mean, and again, uh, you know, now it's uh, 11 out of 13. Uh, you, you, you want something to happen 11 out of 13 times, and you want to give me that at basically pick them? Oh, that, that, that's just too easy. That, that's just too, too easy. Uh, Suns uh, beat the Knicks 118-110, snapping New York's 10-game uh, win streak. Raptors blow out the Cavs 112-96. Kevin Love basically quits late third quarter. 
the Yankum from the game, never be seen from again. Who knows what's going on with him? Teacups beat the Jazz 105-104. Back-to-back wins for Minnesota, first time all year, both against Utah. Uh, the Jazz are now 0-3 against Minnesota this year, oddly enough. They've only lost 14 other games. They can't beat Minnesota. D'Angelo Russell is back, did play well again, 27 points. It's not the same Minnesota team. I'll grant you that. They're actually a halfway decent club. Uh, and they're a two-point road favorite at Houston later on tonight. But if you're the Jazz, you're 0-3 against Minnesota. Second worst team in the NBA record-wise, and you're 0-3. No Donovan Mitchell. Last two games. I don't know if people are going to take notice that this is not the same Jazz team without uh, Donovan Mitchell. Maybe that'll help his MVP cause in the ticket that we're holding. But uh, they can't win without Mitchell. Pelicans beat the Clippers without Kawhi, 120-103. Nuggets in the easiest play of the day outside of the Westbrook triple-double. Uh, beat Memphis, 120-96. Not even close. Michael Porter, 31 points. I tell you, that line at four, that was just a gift for the boys in Vegas as well. Uh, Denver off. Memphis playing its third game in four nights, having to fly into Denver with the altitude and everything. And it was basically, you know, I, I consider four pick them. I mean, Denver was not going to beat Memphis. What do you? No way. No way. And the Queens beat the Mavs 113-106. Horrible loss for Dallas. Uh, let me see if Porzingis played. 24 for Luka, uh, who's not necessarily stepped up his game. No, Porzingis didn't play. But, you know, what? no excuse. You got to beat uh, the, the Sacramento Queens. You, you just have to beat them. Uh, that, that is horrible. Uh, NHL, real quickly, uh, you know, the late scores, Sharks beat the Coyotes 6-4, to four, snapping their eight-game win streak. We had Coyotes, Arizona in our play, our pyramid plays. Kings 4-1 over the Ducks. Preds beat the uh, Panthers 4-1 to one in the game of the night, uh, although we had a lot of good games last night. Dallas 4-3 over Carolina in overtime. Blues beat the Avalanche 4-1, so they take 2-3 uh, in that series. All right, let's check out some of the things uh, that's going on today and uh, over the uh, the course of our uh, little uh, betting on, betting uh, against streaks. First up, NBA. Trent plays last night. Lakers laying 10, winner. Philadelphia laying 10.5 versus OKC, winner. Washington plus 2 versus San Antonio, loser. Interesting, Beal had a shot at the buzzer, down 3, and San Antonio didn't foul him. They, they, they let him shoot. For a guy that's got 45 points, I'm surprised he missed. And you don't get the the backdoor cover with Washington getting two. Uh, Knicks plus two versus Phoenix, loser. And over 226.5, Dallas Sacramento, loser. So two and three with the trend plays. Tonight we have three. We got the Celtics laying 10.5 against OKC. We ran down the numbers, hour number one. Thunder are just atrocious. One and 16 straight up. I mean, they're losing every game by double digits. Uh, over 232.5, Brooklyn at Toronto. Nets are 19 and 9 over on the road this year. And actually, 19 and 10. I got to update that one. And um, Minnesota laying two at Houston. Rockets 4 and 31 straight up. 7-28 and 28 against the spread. They have covered a couple of games of late here, but eh, Minnesota's actually playing some halfway decent basketball, and Houston sucks. So, uh, you know, got to go with Minnesota on that one with the anti-Houston uh, rocket trends there. Uh, NHL are trends for yesterday. 0-2. Arizona pick them. San Jose had lost eight in a row. Not anymore. And then Colorado laid a buck 65 against St. Louis. Only the... Uh, Third loss in their last 13 games for the Avs. So two losers, 0-2 for a minus 275. We got four plays for you tonight. Under 5.5 Islanders, Washington. Islanders 19-4 and under on the road this year. Wow. 
Uh, Philadelphia laying two to uh, three to one uh, against New Jersey. Let me I'll double check on that uh, against New Jersey. Devils have lost ten straight, and they are minus uh, or one in fourteen as well in their last fifteen games. Ten in a row, and one in fourteen their last fifteen. Uh, oh, that's right. The Flyers have a small number here, um, which I'll get to with my opposite picks. Uh, minus 140 are uh, the Flyers uh, at New Jersey. Buffalo uh, getting a goal and a half. We're going to give this one more crack. Um, Buffalo's now 13-4, and four, getting a goal and a half their last 17 games. And then Detroit plus 120 at Columbus. Blue Jackets 2-16 their last 18 games. I mean, they are completely in the tank. All right, we got opposite picks coming up, and then we'll go over our pyramid plays and uh, our shots on goal stuff as well. All coming up, opposite picks on Sports Grid Radio, Series 6, 7, 2, 4. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and, more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks your newbies ask? Well, we give you five, six, seven games a night, five, six, seven thousand reasons why we take one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. And we proved it again last night with another winning night, which we'll get to here in a second. Got a six-pack of winners for you tonight. A little bit of everything. A little smorgasbord. We'll start in the NBA, where the Celtics are laying 10.5 versus Oklahoma City. I hate to do it. I really do. I hate putting any faith in this Boston team. They've let us down so many times this year. But I got to do it again tonight because they're playing OKC. Thunder are atrocious. They should be thankful they have less than 10 games left because they are not winning any more the rest of the way. This team couldn't beat the peak of high on a good night. After getting trashed by Philadelphia last night, OKC is now 1-17 straight up, 4-14 against the spread their last 18 games. If the Celtics don't win this game by double digits, then Brad Boy Wonder Stevens should be fired right on the spot. Love Boston laying only 10.5. Give me OKC plus the 10 and a half. Pick number two, Portland laying five at Indiana. Wow, I'm surprised at this line. You know, I made this pick before the lines came out. We've ridden the Pacers the last few games to success, but we're jumping off their bandwagon tonight to play a hunch on Portland. Jail Blazers are struggling. They've lost five in a row, last four at home. They need to get out of Oregon badly. Portland is actually better, though, on the road than they are at home. 16-12 and 12 on the road. Indiana is actually worse at home than on the road. Only 11-17 and 17 in the field house. Go figure, right? 
I mean, it all adds up. This is why Portland is a five-point favorite despite losing five in a row. It all adds up to a nice Portland road win tonight. Got to play a hunch. I don't like it's five. I thought it would be close to pick them, if not an underdog, but I'll take Portland. I like the, the, the Jailblazers to win this game outright. Give me Indiana plus the five. Pick number three, Milwaukee laying nine at Charlotte. Don't look now, but here come the Bucks. They're making a serious run for the number one seed in the East. Clearly, Philadelphia and the Nets don't care about it. Bucks are 21 and 10, their last 31 games. Good news is one of those losses came in their last game against Atlanta. Why is that good news? Because you know what? They played like crap, which means an automatic rebound play tonight, which is why this line is as high as it is nine. Hornets, meanwhile, coming off maybe their best game of the season. They ripped Boston as a near-double-digit dog from start to finish last Sunday afternoon, nationally televised game. No way are they getting back up for this contest. I love Milwaukee. Big number, but the uh, the uh, the Bucks are going to win this one by double digits. You watch. Give me Charlotte plus the nine. Pick number four. We'll go to baseball. Stankies minus 175 at Baltimore. Despite last night's rare, rare, rare stanky loss to the Birds, New York is still 25-5 versus Baltimore its last 30 games, winning 21 of those by two runs or more. Now, what are the chances of Baltimore beating the Stankies twice in a row? No way. Not even this pathetic stanky team will allow that to happen, will it? Ah, love New York. They got a rebound tonight. Give me Baltimore plus the 155. Hockey, Detroit plus 120 at Columbus. Yeah, we're actually suggesting putting some shekels on the god-awful Detroit Red Wings. Why? Because if New Jersey isn't the coldest team in the NHL, then the Blue Jackets are. They have lost 16 of their last 18 games. They have clearly given up. Yeah, they did get fired up to play Tampa Bay the other night, but you don't get fired up to play Detroit. Uh, love playing the dog in games like this. Columbus plays Tampa Bay tough. Uh, boys in Vegas think, okay, they're going to play that way next time out against a lousy team and win. And you know what? It doesn't happen that way. Uh, not especially when you're trying to get your head coach fired. And believe it or not, the Wings are 3-2 and two versus Columbus this year. I love, 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 love Detroit getting uh, odds plus 120. Give me Columbus minus the 140. Pick number six, Philadelphia laying a buck 40 at New Jersey. What's this? The Flyers are only minus 140 versus the Devils? Oh, the boys in Vegas are in the holiday spirit giving us a uh, full moon day present. Yeah, the Flyers suck. I get it. Yeah, the Flyers needed a miracle finish to beat New Jersey Sunday night. I get it. Yeah, they're all but out of a playoff hunt. I get it. But it's the Devils. A Devils team that has lost 10 in a row, 14 of 15. Nine of those 14 losses have come by two goals or more. They're getting crushed. Philadelphia 3-1 and one versus New Jersey this year. They actually play them four more times. So despite being nine points out of a playoff spot with about 10 games left, you know, they actually have a decent little chance to get back into it anyway. And now all I have to do is lay a buck 40? Oh, this is too easy. I mean, you'd have to be the biggest bird brain, butthead, peckerhead, pinhead, meathead, mutton mouth, stooge, pigeon, naked poop, goopball, idiot, jerk, jackass in the world to put American money on a team that's lost 10 in a row. Give me New Jersey plus the 120. Opposite picks, baseball, basketball, hockey. 
OKC plus 10.5 against the Celtics. Indiana plus 5 against Portland. Charlotte plus 9 against Milwaukee. Orioles plus 155 against the Staggies. Columbus minus 140 against Detroit. And it pains me to say it, but give me the New Jersey Devils plus 120 against Philadelphia. Opposite picks on this Tuesday morning, April 27th. Yeah, got a full moon, by the way, later on tonight. I don't know if that's necessarily a holiday uh, or not, but uh, it is what it is. Nice day going opposite yesterday. Didn't recap that yet. Uh, we lost with Orlando, 0-1. Uh, lost with OKC, 0-2. One with the Spurs, 1-2. One, one with Minnesota, 2-2. Two two. Uh, lost with Memphis, 2-3. Uh, one with San Jose, 3-3. Three and three, And then one with Baltimore uh, as a dog at 4-3. and three. So uh, we'll just put that down as four and three for the week. All that dog stuff and favorite stuff, that, that's all going to even itself out. So I won't go too crazy with that. So uh, we are now 209 up and 194 down. Let me put four and three there as uh, we, there you go. Uh, 15 games uh, over 500. All right, let's go to our uh, 16 parlay. We are five teams in. Now, we're not going to win a lot, but, you know, that's okay. Uh, we had Florida 210 winner, Vegas 260 winner, Wild minus 170 winner, Pittsburgh minus 335 Flyers winner, uh, Philadelphia the other day minus 2-1 to one winner. So we need a sixth leg. We didn't play anything yesterday. Nothing really jumped off the page. I have a couple today. That's, you know, none yesterday and like two or three today. Could go right back on the Flyers, as I mentioned. I mean, the Devils team has lost 10 in a row. And the Flyers, like I said, they're nine out, but they do play New Jersey four more times. You know, and if you want to consider that eight points, you know, it would take a little, you know, something for them to get back into a playoff spot, but it wouldn't take that much for them to get back into the playoff picture. So, but they're they're awful. I, you know, I don't want to do that. I would say the Stankies. But I don't want to lose a 16 parlor because this stanky team can't hit their way out of a paper bag. But that, that's a possibility. Um, I could go uh, prop, but I, I want to go props because people said they can't do props in these things. So uh, I'm going to acquiesce to that and, and not put a prop in there. Otherwise, I'd put a shot on goal prop. Anybody else in the NHL, Islanders, Capitals, could go under Islanders. They got some months. I told you, 19-4 and four under on the road. Uh, but they play Washington. You know, my luck, uh, you know, Vetchkin will score you know, four goals. And that'll go over five to one on an empty netter and we'll lose. So we're not going to go there. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, that Flyer team gave me Ajita the other night. Uh, I'm not going to go there. Not going to go Penguins and Bruins. Uh, I could, you know, th that Red Wing team, I do think they're going to win tonight. I I've seen that happen a thousand times. Uh, Blue Jackets, you know, rise up for whatever reason. They play Tampa Bay tough. That's their only two wins in their last uh, 18 games. Uh, they lost a close one the other day, so people think, okay, if they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tampa Bay, then they're going to you know, beat the snot out of Detroit, and it just doesn't happen that way. But uh, I'm not going to go there. Nothing in baseball. I could go Walker Bueller, but the Dodger team is struggling. So you know where we're going to go? Let's put the black cloud on the New York Rangers. They're 3-1. to one against Buffalo, but since we lost last night, thanks to the Stankies with our 16 parlay number 10, we're now 1-8 uh, 
Uh, still positive, plus two thousand nine hundred fifty-three. But we need a we we need a winner here. It's not going to pay a whole lot. Uh, it's probably going to pay about six seven hundred dollars. I don't want to figure it all out. We'll do that tomorrow. So, but you know what? Uh, for Bruin fans, uh, we'll take one for the team. We'll try and put the black cloud on the New York Rangers. So we're going to lay three to one. Uh, Rangers against the Buffalo Sabres. And uh, like I said, if we hit that one, then we'll probably win about six, $700. Not bad. Not, not great, great. But that's, you know, uh, better to win six, $700 than, than, than lose 100 right? So we'll grab them. We're also going to start, though, another 16 parlay, number 11. So we'll cross out number 10. Yeah, we missed out with, with Denver. We won on that one, but we put two in last night. We should have just kept it to one. Uh, we're going to go right back on the Flyers for, for 16 parlay number 11. Now, the team of the Devils have lost 10 in a row. you, you got to keep on playing. And the fact that we're getting the Flyers at minus 140, um, albeit in New Jersey, but, man, um, you, you, you got to go Philadelphia. You, you, you just have to. You know, if it was 2.5 to 1, I'd say no. But minus 140, I know they're begging to take Philadelphia, but that's okay. I, I'm going to. So, uh We'll start number 11 with the Flyers uh, tonight, and then we'll go with the Rangers to finish out the other one. Cross your fingers. All right, Pyramid plays uh, NBA, Denver laying four and a half. <coughs> that was a winner. We're now 11 games over 500 with our NBA play of the day. Uh, over 22 and a half points, Michael Porter Jr., winner. Uh, we're back over the 500 line, 16 and 15 with that. Baseball stankies, thanks for nothing, losers. So we're back to the 509-9 for minus 65. Uh, NHL, Arizona, eh, stinking the Coyotes. How do you lose to San Jose? You're fighting for a playoff spot. You lose to a team that's lost eight in a row. That's a horrible loss for the Coyotes. So that drops our NHL play of the day to six games over 500 for still plus 270. We hit our over two and a half of Jacob Chikrin uh, shots on goal prop. Now 21-11. and 11. For plus 900 with our hockey shots on goal props. And then playing only one, we put the stanky one in there, so we lost that. So we're uh, still plus 450 on that one. Today, uh, we're going to go where? NBA. I don't love the NBA schedule tonight, um, so we're going to pick one. That OKC team is just pathetic. I really, I, I, I would go Milwaukee, but that line's just a little bit too high. So we're going to put the Celtics in there, minus 10.5. I, I could just see them being in a, in a five-point game fourth quarter. I, I just know it, but we're going to do it. Celtics laying 10.5. Going to go over Karis LeVert points props. We know we never should have hopped off that. We played him a couple of times, and then we got kind of got distracted. He has gone over his prop like nine out of the last ten. So over Karis LeVert prop. Baseball, we're going to go right back to the Stankies. Don't ask me why, but we are. Hockey, Rangers, lane 3-1, to one. and then if we're only going to play one, it'll be the Rangers, obviously, since we're putting them in our uh, in our pool here. And then our hockey prop, I'll let you know what that is when we come back. Quick little break, and then we'll wrap up shop next. Opposite picks on this Tuesday morning, Sportsman Radio, Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All 
All right, welcome back. Opposite picks on this uh, Tuesday morning. Closing up shop uh, with a couple of prop plays. A little slow to the gun is FanDuel today. A lot on their plate, obviously. So they don't have a lot of the shot on goal props up. Uh, I'm guessing it'll be later on this morning or this afternoon. So uh, the one I was uh, you know, curious about, uh, Arvidsson and uh, Barkov, both went under yesterday. Uh, the chances of both those guys for Nashville and Florida going under two times in a row, I, I would double-check those guys. If they average, uh, they do, they average three, three-and-a-half shots on goal. If, if uh, they have those numbers at two-and-a-half like they've had recently, then I'd be all over that. But since we don't know the line, I'll go with the one we do know, and that is our boy Sidney Crosby, Boston and uh, and Pittsburgh. They don't have the Bruin ones up there, so I don't know what they're going to have for Taylor Hall. But uh, they have Crosby at two-and-a-half. He's been on fire of late. He averages now over three shots per game for the season and uh, really four over the last uh, three weeks of play. So FanDuel's got it at two and a half, basically pick them on. So our NHL prop of the day, Sidney Crosby, over two and a half shots on goal. Uh, you know, as uh, Pittsburgh takes on uh, Boston Crosby. So let me put that in. Boom. Uh, there you go. So we're all set with uh, all our plays. And I'll post all this stuff on the website. Go to the hockey play. i got a bunch of other guys that I, I want to see what the lines are. But like I said, they're really not that many up uh, right now. But once they do come up, I'll post them on my hockey page uh, on, on the website. A couple other things here yeah, real quickly. LeBron James uh, card, a rookie patch autograph card, sold for $5.2 million, sets the record. Well, listen, again, these are not cards that you and I have in a, in a shoebox stuck in our closet. So don't even think about, like, oh, wow, maybe I have a, a card like that. That That's not these things. These things are collectible the moment they're printed. So, uh, But they are interesting to see that. Our poll question, easiest way to pick winners, uh, straight plays. For me, it's props. Uh, 60% going straight plays. Go to your ops, picks for you to get it in, uh, get your vote in. We'll update that tomorrow morning before we are through. And LSU, uh, boy, I, I want to get into that tomorrow as well, maybe on the podcast. Enjoy your Tuesday, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow.